Retro Rebel Gamecast is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebel is released Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Almost choking them. You can even find us on Facebook at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and with me is, as always, is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. Hello. Hello. So, uh, you know, we... What is this, April? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we, <laughs> there are 700 days in April. Uh, how, uh, it's April, how are Larry. <laughs> it's <laughs> all blend together. It's all, yeah. So how are things? Yeah, no, it's good. We're just maintaining social distancing and staying at home, protecting our NHS, which is the National Health Service of England, um, and fielding questions from our siblings about why we have an nhs rainbow flag on our profile picture on facebook like <laughs> i noticed that i'm not gonna not gonna lie i saw that on your facebook <laughs> yeah it's 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 not a gay thing although just for my brother uh if it was that would also be fine but no like right. kids have yep, been right. kids have been drawing uh like pictures and stuff to send to the doctors and nurses and i think it's it's probably inspired by that um and everyone goes out of their house and claps on a thursday at 8 p.m for the nhs and stuff so yeah there's a lot of team spirit is that like cool is it is it uh can you hear like clapping all over the all over the city yeah like people were letting off fireworks and everything people are really getting into it they're like banging pots and pans together like it's just quite a cacophony when they do it which i think is good because um unlike the uss uh the 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 uss you mean the USSR? Enterprise. was that a, was that <laughs> oh, no. a freudian slip back in the ussr i mean i'm not gonna say my opinion about trump's recent activities but it it that was probably a Valerian slip. But anyway, <laughs> um, unlike the United States, uh, the doctors and stuff in the UK are paid much more close to an average wage. So right. they're they're really not overpaid. They probably only make thirty to $50,000 a year, which isn't much, which is, you know, less than a lot of people, including myself, make. So the fact that they're there putting their lives on the, on the line. That's, the that, that's sometimes a tenth of good. what uh, yeah. they make here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I did not know that. Um, interesting. Well, that is uh, awesome that they're supporting them uh, and, and finding a way to like an outward expression of the support. That's pretty cool. Uh, I have been adopting my, my lectures and my, my courses, and I'm still in the process of doing that. That is something that has, um, that has consumed, consumed my life. It is so much more involved, uh, than I ever thought it would be. I, I thought, I assumed it would be, but it was always a, I assumed it would be involving, uh, and, and time consuming, but it has, it has been so much more so than I ever thought possible so anywho um i can imagine yeah it's just been it's just been pretty pretty involved but uh i i've learned a lot i've gotten i've gotten uh to where i think i've really integrated integrated uh 
technology in a way uh, with my classes that is really going to, um, I, I think it's going to improve the the experience when we're in person. I don't, you know, if, I don't even know if that makes okay. sense, but I found a way to, to, to kind of combine the two right now to make the best course I can online for classes that really need to be handled in person, you know, lots of practical experience. Some classes just don't lend themselves to that experience, you know? So anywho, uh, it's been, it's been, uh, so I've been on a mic <laughs> recording things a lot. So this is actually kind of like second nature at this point that we're recording <laughs> this. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, well, what have you been playing? Mm, I've been playing shoving all gratin potatoes in my mouth sorry i didn't time that well (laughs) um i've been playing the second batman um and uh i'll I'll do a write-up about the the review but in general much like the first telltale batman game um batman the enemy within i believe it is is the second one um it's also very good although not being a batman fan I found the Joker, before he became the Joker in this series, the most annoying character that has ever existed on the face of this planet. His very presence irritated me. (laughs) And uh, when he followed the natural progression of his storyline, I was ecstatic because... uh, him following Bruce Wayne around like a puppy was horrendous, and I hated it. Um, <laughs> and, and that's not a spoiler. That's, you know, fairly early on. Um, right. You, you kind of get that impression from the first game. So. Yeah, 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 you do. So, um, but uh, massive spoiler alert, because I'm sure you'll be interested in the ending that I achieved. Right. Um, well, skip to the time code that we're not going to put in the credits uh, if you want to skip this. Yeah. So I got the vigilance joker who was a vigilante who thought that he was doing good, which I was quite proud of achieving that even though I hated him. Apparently I nurtured him enough that he thought he was a good guy. Great. Um and then I gave up being Batman in order to keep uh my butler around yeah. yeah bye batman never liked you anyway bruce wayne's way hotter like <laughs> bye <laughs> hashtag bye and i feel like a lot of people didn't get that ending in fact i'm certain of it because they tell you how many people got that ending so i i think it was something like 30 percent or 34 percent that that got that ending so i was quite pleased to get an unusual ending um and I don't regret not being Batman because he sucks. No offense, Daniel. <laughs> no, well, see, and I and I have a like a five and a half foot painting of Batman behind my desk at work. Um, not that I idolize him or anything. You know. <laughs> um, and may or may not have taught a college credit course on how to be him. Um, Are you on, for real right now? I'm for real. I taught. They a, should I taught not a, give college credit for that. Well, but you got to understand, it was not like, how do you be Batman? Well, first of all, you have to have a billion dollars. What I meant by it was, okay, so from a physiological perspective, how big would Batman have to be? How long would he have had to train? What are the effects of wearing a suit that doesn't thermoregulate? What what kind of effect does that have on your 
endocrine response and your body's hydration and your cardiovascular response. And so it was based in science and it was using a pop culture icon that so some people might be more interested in learning about it. Um, I mean, so I, knew I really you were nerdy, it. but wow. This is wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. So, you know, I, I mean, I really took it to that point. You know, even, you know, and again, this is an aside, but so if you, there's this theory that you have, again, about to nerd out. So if you want to go to sleep, again, check the time code that we don't put in here if you want to come back after this little lecture. But there is a, there's a theory that you have a zero sum, there's a zero sum game with your bone density, meaning, you know, if you do certain exercises, your body adapts so that your bones will get thicker wherever you put the, the stress, right? So on your heels, on your hips, wherever that, wherever that stress ends, that's where your bones adapt. That's why it's important that you get outside and you exercise so your bones can stay healthy. Well, there's this idea that you have a zero sum for your bone mineral density where you will take it from places you don't use it and and move it to places that you do use it. So somebody like Batman is going to have really, uh, really thick knuckles and hands from punching. His face is probably going to have spots that have increased bone density from getting punched, jumping, landing, kicking, all that stuff is going to have an effect on where his bone density goes. But also he's not going to be able to do that for a long time, you know? He can't, you can't sustain that kind of damage to your body, which is one of the reasons why I liked the Christopher Nolan movies where he was Batman for like five or six years. And he's like, I can't do this anymore. I'm broken. You know, my, my body hurts. I literally can't move. Uh, cause there's a lot of realistic science that that is based on, you know, he's going to need knee braces and elbow braces after a few years of jumping from building to building and, and the damage it does. So. Oh my god. Okay, now you can wake up. Yeah. No, that's I mean, that's quite but what would what what bones would deteriorate in Right. Well, you to might that? take it from places like you might take it from maybe see in in Batman's case you don't really have a whole lot of places to draw from because of how much his body how much damage his body sustains. So, he might take it you might take it from like the occipital area of the skull if you don't get punched in the back of the head a bunch. You know, take it from there and put it on the front. Oh, my um, God. You know, because the theory is and the, the, the where they get this idea from is that astronauts that go up into space uh, because there is no there's no gravity. And so there's no external force that I can produce because, you know, you're just kind of floating there. I can't get the same overload on my skeleton. So I can't. I can't maintain or keep it because anything that you don't need necessarily your body deems uh, dead weight, essentially, almost literally, because it's not metabolically efficient to hold on to it. So you get rid of it. So astronauts come back from space after being up there for, you know, weeks uh, and they can't even move. They have to be carried out of their of their shuttle because their muscles are you have they haven't adapted to back to our gravity so their muscles have atrophied and their bones are and their connective tissue isn't strong enough to stand up and move on our gravity so they have to they're almost like they've been bedridden and they lose up to 10 percent of their bone mass and it never comes back oh my god i know isn't that crazy so science I've- Science, it's amazing. 
<laughs> so yeah, that, that's what I've been playing. I have enjoyed it, despite it being full of some characters that I find irritating. Unfortunately, I feel like they spent too much time on Harlequin and the Joker, um, and I would have liked to see more Mr. Freeze. He seemed to be such a compelling and well-written character. I really felt for him throughout the course of the um, story, and he gets the least amount of screen time and scenes across the, the most entire compelling. story. Easily. Yeah. He's the most compelling. But you know who else? There are two other villains that they had in here. That See, I thought the most straight-down-the-line villain that... They drew off the uh, right off the page. They pulled him right off the page. Was Bane? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I wasn't on his side know. from the beginning. It was like, no right. thanks, don't care. Yeah, he's just he's just a bad guy. He's just a bad guy, and you know, with the with the Latin American accent, um, which is how he was in in the comic book. It was his origin. But then you had from the first game to this game, you had two characters that I thought were very interesting. Was the Riddler? I thought was interesting. I had an interesting story, even though you don't, you find out a lot of his story after the fact, you know. So in terms of who he was in the comic book and who he was in the in the game, they the big changes, and I really liked what they did with those changes. And then then the other one is the penguin. I liked how what they did with the penguin there. So was the penguin in there? Cobblepot. Well, he wasn't really the penguin, right? He was no. Cobblepot. Cobblepot was in the first game. He wasn't in the second game. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Between the two oh, games oh, and between all the of two like games. his his whole his whole uh, cupboard, uh, yeah, his whole lineup of, of villains, the two that I thought were interesting were more interesting than even the ones that are here in in this game were, uh, you know, those two. So yeah, I thought Cobblepot and Lady Arkham sort of were better, but maybe that's because I didn't really know anything about them. You know, well, I mean, even in the even in the Rockstar or Rocksteady games, um, I liked what they did with with the Penguin and being kind of a mob boss with us with a uh, you know a what kind of accent does he have? Is, is it a is it a Cockney accent that he has? In, I don't know if you played those games, but yeah, I mean, possibly a g- generic South London accent, <laughs> right? Yeah, so. Uh, I think that's kind of what it was. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great either. You know, it was, it was better than uh, than Shrek's uh, Scottish accent. But <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So I digress. Yeah, no, it was good overall. But uh, I'll I'll put a game review in the write up below so that you guys can get my full opinion. But those are just some like top notes and some spoilers for Stacy since we haven't gotten to talk about it yet. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. And I haven't finished that game either, so I, I am. I have. I am absolutely. Oh no! Positive. I, I didn't would get. Know no. 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 That that's fine. That's fine. I. I don't care. Oh, it's no. such an old game at this point. They're giving it away for free. So. Oh, uh, I feel really bad. I, I, it's so good. You should play it. I. Oh, I. I. I'm. I plan on playing it, but your decisions, I promise, didn't don't influence mine on that particular game. Just because I know I've already made decisions that uh, yeah, I've I wanted, don't think I tried that you, to keep. Yeah, I tried to I keep. Don't, a, I don't think you would give up the cape anyway. With Catwoman throughout the entire, you know, I was so mad. Spoiler: the way that she was in the first game, uh, you know, just always out for herself and going to do her own thing, regardless of what I did. Um, that I still was trying to redeem that and 
fix our relationship in the second game. Oh, um, I started so. one with her in the second game because now she's single and I've got morals. So, you know, <laughs> I didn't have a relationship with her in the oh, first game. I started it in the second she, one. She was with uh, Harvey Dent. That's right. Exactly. I have um, morals. Okay. Hashtag morals. Uh, Catwoman. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. Enough said. Um, for me, you know, I really haven't been able to play much of anything, but I started downloading the the free games uh, on my Xbox and PlayStation. I think I think we talked about it last time. The Nathan Drake collection uh, was released. Oh yeah, uh, as one, one of the games, and so that's a lot of games, and I still want to play the third one. Um, but in my time, I'm still working on my uh, panda, my panda monk. And I have I have leveled thirty levels in like a week, which there are people who will max out all of their levels and you know max max their character out in just a few days. I see you. I understand thirty levels in a couple of days with a hundred percent XP boost is nothing, and I would agree with you. It didn't take me two weeks to do it. It took me an hour or two this day. I got like ten levels in in you know in two hours. So it's not like it takes a lot. I just don't have a lot of gaming time. And so it's been a ton of fun to go back to the, some of the old content and just, just, I mean, I don't even finish a zone and I'm already out. I mean, I'm already out leveled for that area, which to me is fine because I'm not, I don't really care necessarily about seeing all the content again. I've already done it once. I just wanted to go back to Pandaria and get 10 levels and, uh, see some of the content again. Oh yeah, I remember that. And then go on to the next place. And so trying to get max level before they release or before this, this XP boost ends, you know, so, but it's been a ton of fun. I've really enjoyed it. And I will have four max level characters <laughs> before, uh, which again, I know is not that much, but for me, uh, normally two is the most that I've ever been able to maintain every time a, an expansion, uh, ends. And, and you know, if you can only level two, then every other character you have is kind of left and there's nothing you can do. You just play them when you got nothing else to do. And, uh, this has really helped. So if you, if you're, if you have world of Warcraft and you, you know, this is, there's never been a better time to come back, see some of the old content, uh, and, and, uh, you know, power level up to max. So, yeah. Well, that brings us to, uh, our news section or segment. So, uh, there, I had a few things, but I, I, I know you had some news that you wanted to share as well. Um, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll save, we can go back and forth. So tell me, let's share our news together. You share, you share one of yours and I'll share one of mine. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I guess my first news is that the new season of Fortnite is actually going to be delayed. Um, and it's, they, they won't say necessarily exactly why um but people believe that it's because there are restrictions on devs who are working from home due to the lockdown um and so instead of releasing their new chapter they're just going to update and provide some new content for the existing one um but they haven't actually commented the reason 
for the delay. Um, they wouldn't say why or if it was related to coronavirus specifically. They've just said, oh, well, instead of releasing the new season, we're going to just add some new stuff, uh, zhuzh the existing season two content a little bit, and then delay the season three release until June, which really does mm. sound like it's related to the lockdown. It just, it was supposed to be released two weeks from now. Um, so like May, but adding a whole extra month to me, that really smacks of social distancing and lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would say so. I would say any of these, um, delays that you're seeing in the, in the gaming industry, um, I'd say at least in part are going to be attributed to the the quarantine and the lockdown. So, and and it's safe to say that, and and for good reason. So, um, it's the first yeah, time it's ever happened. Them. You know, yeah, no, I don't think so. And I think most most fans are understanding to a certain extent. I'm sure there are those that are don't understand or just want their content no matter what. Uh, but yeah, that, I think that's understandable. So I, I, you know, to that same note, um, I noticed that uh, Sony actually, because of this, uh, they had a, I know they've talked about it in the news, and this is almost news maybe, I guess. I'm going to put it in this section, but the idea that they could just release uh, The Last of Us 2 digitally only because of this. Uh, it's, it's release date was supposed to be May 29th. It's been pushed back now. There's a chance that it could be pushed back to next year, uh, for all this again, all of that is, is, is up in the air, but it just, it posed some questions that, you know, because of this, I, I know there will be a, a, a ton of changes that we see after the quarantine and the, these, these bands are lifted and the quarantine's lifted that some things are going to be changed forever. You know, and I don't know, I don't know if this is going to be one of those things where the, you know, the physical medium uh, is going to be pushed further out the door uh, than it already was. Um, but I think we're all kind of figuring out what the, what the limits are to our internet uh, bandwidth. Um, now that everybody's at home, I think we're finding out, you know, kind of what the limits are uh, in, in, uh, you know, just gaming and streaming in general. So, I don't know. That's that's interesting. They just they said, uh, at least for the time being, one of the reasons why they're not going to release it just as a digital or or uh, as, as the only means is because it's such a big game that most most individuals and this is just a fact. Most individuals don't have the bandwidth to download it. Not in any reasonable time frame, you know, so uh I, I think that that speaks a lot to the, you know the limitations that there are still out there for uh, downloading and streaming games um, that we may be a ways off from that, but that it's still on the horizon. It's still part of the future, but it's not going to get us the Last of Us uh, two any sooner, unfortunately. Oh wow! Well, hopefully they can do like a pre-release, pre-download sort of thing if you purchase it in advance then they can cue the download right. in the background before the game is out that would be in my opinion the best way to do it yeah yeah and and i don't know if sony seems to be in in front of this in many ways uh, 
the they actually are and this was i think um this may have been reported on the verge but i know the uh, that sony is actually releasing two free games and these are free games for anybody that has a ps4 uh regardless whether you have ps plus or not so you can download the nathan drake <laughs> what i what what i was downloading the other day you can download that and journey uh as free games and without having to have ps plus so that's pretty cool that they're that basically you're getting um a lot of content just for owning a, a playstation you know and having an internet connection and so I thought that was a pretty cool thing to get out in front of this and, and actually just give some games to people that are that are kind of stuck at home. They're not kind of stuck at home. They are stuck at home. Yeah, not kind of, definitely. No, it's it's literal. Yeah, for sure. So, Well, what else? What else do you got for the news? Uh, so my last piece of news segues perfectly into our main topic. So did you have another one? I did. I had one more, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you do yours, and uh, then that'll give us a great segue. Okay. Uh, well, I had two, but I'll do them quick. So, number one, games Gamescom is actually is definitely going uh, digital. Um, so, in terms of conferences, um, most of them up to this point have just been canceled altogether. Uh, but Gamescom is one of the largest events, uh, as reported uh, here by PC Gamer. Um Gamescom is is huge. It's three hundred seventy thousand people uh, attended the twenty eighteen event, and so it's it is a large event. But it is taking place exclusively as a digital uh, conference this time, so or a convention. So that's I think that's significant. Um, I think we're we're going to find that there are a lot of a lot of these uh, these type of events that can still be held. Uh, I think you're going to lose a significant portion of what this experience is. It's just it's like doing BlizzCon and just doing the digital portion of BlizzCon only now, or more like let's say it's more like buying WrestleMania <laughs> and you know and having to watch WrestleMania with nobody in the stands. That's more what it's like. Uh, so I think it's interesting. I think that's that's noteworthy. Uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes and how many other. Uh, conventions adopt this model at least for the short in the short term um, and then lastly on the verge uh, they uh, they published an article and the title of the article is 11 tools to get you started making your own video games so it's not something that I'm necessarily uh, tech savvy enough to adopt but all of the resources are here so they they made a list at how to make your own video games, 11 tools to get you started making your own video games. Uh, and so they start off uh, with everything from the actual engine that you begin to all free assets. And for the most part, everything is free up to a certain point. So let's say, for instance, you make your own game uh, and you do have all the tech uh, background to, to do so. Um, for instance, the, the cry engine uh, for your video games is free up until you make 5,000 or more dollars based on this game that that uh, you made essentially for free if you make more than five thousand dollars uh in a year everything after after that is a five percent royalty fee will go to uh you know uh to to crytech so on this uh, if you go to the that's verge, a cool way to spend up, your lockdown my goodness 
ah, no, you got nothing else. If nothing else to do, but you have the talent, here's an opportunity for you to just sit at home and make your own video games. So, uh, if you got a creative bone in your body and, 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 uh, some inspiration on the verge, the, the article 11 tools to get you started making your own video games, uh, has all the assets and resources that you would need, uh, to get started. So that's cool. That's a great way yeah, to spend lockdown in my opinion. <laughs> right. I agree. I agree. All right. Cool stuff. Well, the, uh, news article I have that actually spawned my thinking about our main topic today is that, um, yesterday it was announced that loot box warnings are going to be added to video games by the ESRB. Um, They are also going to be added to video game ratings in the UK and the rest of Europe. Um, So we have a system called PEGI over here um, and there are many other sort of systems that exist uh, across the world. But it's nice to know that um, PEGI and ESRB will be getting a notification regarding random paid items. Um, which means that they can be purchased directly with real money or exchange for in-game virtual currency that itself can be purchased directly with real money. Um, So this includes loot boxes, item or card packs, prize wheels, treasure chests, and more. Um, Is it enough? No, I don't think so, and we're going to go into that in our main topic, but it is a step a very necessary and important step. So that is the news. um, And it follows from uh, 2018 when Belgium banned the sale of loot boxes just outright. So they haven't banned them in the UK, the rest of Europe or the US, but now they are going to get warnings on on their um, packaging and digitally. Interesting. Nice. So good or bad? Is Is this a step in the right direction? Well, I think that brings us to our main topic. Exactly. So, rating systems. What are they? (laughs) What what is rating? What is is it exactly? (laughs) Well, I thought today we would look at what they're currently rating for. I thought I'd focus on the ESRB because the the UK is probably a little bit more restrictive in the terms of of what they advise you of. Um, For sure, yeah. In some instances, and not in others, uh, we're a little bit more liberal about things like nudity um, in in Europe in general. Um, But I thought I'd use the ESRB. We could discuss the current things that exist in in ratings, and if we think that, you know, those things are fine and people should be aware of them, Um, then we can discuss the things that are included on the packaging but don't affect the rating labels, so whether it's E for everyone, T for teen, whatever, there are things that are on the packaging that actually don't impact that, and is that right? And then right. what What else we think we should have included? So shall I start with the list of what currently exists? Absolutely, yes. Excellent. So the current ratings, um, and I'm just going to sort of group as many as I can when it becomes relevant. So the first one is um, alcohol references, drug references, use of alcohol, use of tobacco. So controlled substances, basically. Right. And I think 
it's good to know that that stuff is in the game, especially if, you know, there are young children that would affect the rating and, and make it higher. So the, these right. things do affect the rating and, and lean more towards mature or whatever. I don't exactly know what weight each one of them has. Like if you have a certain amount of everything, like how that works, but I can't see any reason not to advise people about alcohol, tobacco, drug use. I think that's good. Right. I agree. I agree. I, and, I, and I think that it's at a certain level. So E for everyone uh, probably shouldn't be included. Uh, but anything above that, I think that should just be a warning. You know, it is in there. And to whatever degree, that's kind of where it falls on that list. Yeah, I, I think we're agreed on that. The next one relates to violence. So blood being its own category, which I love. Um, cartoon <laughs> violence, fantasy violence, intense violence. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, blood and gore. So if you've got both of those things. Violence just in general or violent references. Um mm. I feel like some of those things are not mutually exclusive. Like, how do you have blood without gore? Like, what? Are they... Are, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you have gore if there's blood? <laughs> Just, you could... That's full stop. Why wouldn't you have gore, you know? Yeah. And then my favorite one is separating the types of violence. Like, if, if it's realistic violence versus cartoon violence versus fantasy violence versus intense violence like surely violence is to a certain extent violence <laughs> you know like right yeah well do you think and it then... makes a difference like if they're cartoons or if they're it's like call of duty and it's more realistic i do think i think that is part of the um Yes and no. Where I think that they're partitioning this out unnecessarily is when you start getting fantasy violence and cartoon violence. What's the difference to me? And then you have intense violence, violent, intense violence and violence. I think that it should be. I think that that's separating it into a category where we're splitting hairs now. Cartoon and fantasy violence should be the same thing. It's fantasy violence and then violence. Real, maybe even title it realistic violence. So you have some, uh, you have violence that's set in uh, a more realistic setting. So something like, um, even though it's all cartoon violence, let's just be honest, it's all pixels, it's all cartoon violence. Um, if you were splitting hairs and 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 you had to separate it into categories. Realistic violence versus fantasy violence, I think, could be separate categories. Violent references, to me, is also, what is that? Um, you, I've, Is that like Sam and Max, uh, a cartoon-type point-and-click adventure game where they yeah, talk about maybe, being violent to one like another? talking about being violent. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, because the, even the definitions here are pretty nebulous, you know, um, cartoon violence <laughs> violent actions involving cartoon-like situations and characters may include violence where a character is unharmed after the action has been inflicted so 
obviously. Like old school Final Fantasy, where everybody just goes back to looking fine. <laughs> right. Or you Pokemon. Somebody swings a sword at one side of the screen, and it hits the other guy on the other side of the screen, but nobody's bleeding. And you're really just KO'd, because I can drop a, a phoenix feather on top of you, and then you come back to life. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> surely fantasy violence, like a fantasy setting, I would say like Senua's Sacrifice Hellblade is a fantasy setting. And yet right. that violence is pretty intense. There are other themes, it which is. I'll get to later, but that violence is pretty intense for a fantasy set and pretty realistic as well. Like even, you know, even if they're like shadow monsters or whatever, it's scary. Like, right. you know, it's gruesome. Their heads on right, pikes. and and so, yeah, exactly, heads on pikes, and that's uh, but I mean, God of War. I mean, you carry a head around that talks to you. It's a disembodied head that has been taken from its body that you have on your hip, and basically because you're kind of over the shoulders seeing Kratos the whole time, you basically see that head the whole time as it bounces off your hip and it talks to you constantly. It's the dream, almost incessantly and annoyingly. <laughs> yeah it's part of the reason why odin put him there is because he was annoying and he ripped his head off and put him in a, on a pike i love it um but i mean that that being said that's that's kind of one of those two and that's that's throughout the whole thing i mean he rips people's chests open that's an extremely violent game i think that this category though uh i is it has been broken into into subcategories unnecessarily so i you know, I think it could be condensed into just a few. The more nuanced I think you get in this, the more complicated and difficult this is to understand. For people who don't know. I think it would be better to identify examples of scenes that are present or most concerning scenes because that would be more helpful for parents if it's violence that includes disembowelment, blah, blah, blah. If you just put disembowelment beheading, I mean... Come on, that's pretty obvious. Whether it's right, and that's whether it's um, whether it's fantasy or otherwise, I think that's important to know. And I and so I think, in short, if you took violence and made its own category, blood and gore is underneath that category. It's a listed. It's one of the listed, you know, constructs. So you got blood and gore. This is how it's, you know, uh, disembowelment, disembodiment is on there as well. You know, um, realistic. Realistic violence, including clubbing and, and and stabbing. I don't know. I mean, the fact but, that animated blood is its own category. Are we for real right now? Was animated blood something we were worried about? Like, I'm more worried about, you know, scenes of torture and things like that. Not whether the well, blood well, is moving. What if it was... Isn't it all animated? I mean, I feel like that's just not a... That's not a... Uh, that's not a well-worded uh, descriptor. You know, it's all animated. Unless real blood's coming out of your game system, which then you have other problems. That would be amazing to worry about. Uh, really? So the, the next How one, did they do that? <laughs> the yeah. next set is mostly related to words. So there is comic mischief, uh, lyrics, um, crude humor. Mature humor, language, strong language, interested to know what the difference between those two things are, um, 
uh, suggestive themes and strong lyrics. So I'm assuming that the lyrics relate to music um, and the the themes and stuff more relate to the dialogue and the story and things like that um, and the NPCs talking and, and stuff like that. But it is interesting that humor is tracked because I've never really identified any humor that needs that many descriptors. I don't know about you. Right. Uh, crude and mature. I guess crude could be immature. <laughs> um, and comic mischief. See, uh, of of the... Um, Of the categories, let me go back to violence real quick. I was looking at the category. The the more I look at this, I still I agree that it should be condensed into fewer categories, but that those categories, you still have to have the descriptors and the and the explanation to know what violent references and intense violence means. So if you don't go to this website or you don't have it committed to memory, I don't know the difference between some of these. For language. The more I, when I read the description of these, it definitely, these four things, language, strong language, lyrics, and strong lyrics, are four distinct, uh, it's kind of like if you're, you know, watching HBO and back in the day when it would list, you know, um, strong language, violence, nudity, whatever might be in the movie, that there would be some combination of those that you would see would elicit an R rating and some combination of those would see BPG-13. It's not clear necessarily to the every person what what would make the difference there. You know, if you talk to a director, they're like, well, if you put too many F-bombs in my movie... It must be the count or the number of instances or the percentage yeah, of so content. Yeah, so I think that that's what it has to do. So a mild use of profanity is what language means or moderate whatever those two qualitative descriptors are. And then you have strong language, which is explicit or frequent use of profanity, which, you know, which do certain words, uh, you know, make a difference? Uh, is, is that like if using the F-bomb, is that, was that a sneezer? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I thought, I'm not doing well on muting today. Just please <laughs> forgive me. I've had a nightmare day with technology and it's just not happening. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's just not happening. Uh, so anyway, so I think that uh, these four, these four, I think I, I see the the merit in having them, um, and I, you know, I would say, generally, so far, I feel like, you know, we could condense the violence ones. I think that would be, uh, that would that would be that that there's some merit to doing that. The humor and the language. I don't know how you could explain it better. Uh, you know, if it says strong language on the back, I feel like that is um, that that is that explains enough about what's in the game that would tell me, OK, I, I think I have an idea what that means. I think I have an idea what strong lyrics even means, although I don't know that I've played a game that has strong Grand lyrics, Theft Auto, but, maybe? You know, maybe, maybe so. I know they 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 kind of uh, they borrow a lot from the whatever. Um, decade their their game is set in but mm-hmm. uh, so sometimes for sure i think i think the next categories uh have a lot more um 
a lot more nuance where I think we could start picking them apart. Yeah. So the the next set is the sexual theme. So there there is a category called sexual themes, of course. Then you have yes. suggestive themes, which I mean, ooh. Uh, then right. uh, sexual content, just straight up sexual content. Then strong sexual content, nudity and partial nudity. Um, now I think suggestive themes is probably a bit vague because if it was on if that was on an e-rated game i would want to know why do you know what i mean like if if there are suggestive themes in a kid's game what like and if there are only suggestive themes in an m-rated game then i'm bored so um, I, I would really <laughs> yeah. be curious where suggestive themes actually applies because I think outside of E for Everyone, um, T for Teen, I think that they could handle sexual themes, you know, like they're teenagers. Right. right Whereas yeah. I think the nudity, partial nudity, all that sort of stuff probably should be rated mature. M- mature, yeah. Um, and right. at that point, then it's probably good to know the type of nudity that you're getting into like you know i i would obviously go for full nudity if available like <laughs> but I'll, right. ta- I'll take the partial nudity if that's all that's on offer um right. i'll take it but i do think that it needs some more specificity because some people get real up in arms about bisexual characters gay characters right. like um you know all that sort of stuff. So I think they probably should be more specific in what it whether it relates to your character or not. So I think having agency makes a huge difference. Like Mass Effect, you can right. make your character become nude with other characters. Whereas there are right. other games where the nudity isn't necessarily part of a scene that you're in. You just come across it. Like uh, right. in with Kratos a great example you know like you don't necessarily have to participate in a lot of the things but it's happening in the background um and some of the bosses are naked and all sorts so I think whether or not you have agency makes a huge difference I wouldn't mind letting a teenager play uh, a game like Bayonetta where you know there are some sort of semi-topless references or whatever, but you're not actually engaging in any sexual themes. You're not making your character become nude or anything. Whereas I would be more hesitant to allow them to play something like Grand Theft Auto or uh, Mass Effect or whatever, where they're actually or any engaging. Of the game, or any of the God of War games before the last one. Yeah, yeah, because of the quite flagrant scenes <laughs> well i mean it's just you know and again i'm not i'm not a prude or anything like that but when as a parent and and going back i i didn't really think about it at the time when i was playing those games but now if you think about it you it is it's a it's a mini game a quick time event uh where it's all implied i mean you don't see anything necessarily uh it's not explicit per se there are topless scenes in it but Basically, your involvement in the game, in the minigame, and and kind of how it plays out is just not how I would want that scenario presented to, to you know, 
teenagers. You know, yeah. It, it, I, I mean, is, sex shouldn't be a mini game. Yeah, Let's know. just start there. Like, you well, know. That, okay, that's <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. It's not a cutscene. It's a mini game, and it's and it's a mini game to get you, uh, you know resources essentially brilliant uh, that's know, what we should help. teach children right. like if anything and, and i'd rather them participate it. in the mass effect storylines than that well at least there's something that you know to to any measurable effect feels earned you know you had to go through the the mini games now you can you can actually pursue romantic relationships with more than one person on your crew However, there are people on your crew that if you do that, it has negative consequences. You know, that if you try to pursue a relationship with more than one of, uh, of your crew members, that they see that and they, they call you out on it, which I think is, I thought that was good. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's and, a good and touch. And something that you don't see. Like, yeah, it's a good touch that they. I mean, it's a shame for people who've got to catch them all Pokemon, but, you know, <laughs> like me, I had to yeah. replay many, many scenes just to be certain. <laughs> just, <laughs> well, and, you know, and I, I think, I think uh, just as an aside for Mass Effect, I think Tally was who I chose in Mass Effect 2. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> what's that? What a shame. Didn't she never take her, you never saw her face. She never, well, apparently Shepard did, but no one else did. Um, but you so don't Shepherd, as the player, like right as a player, you don't get to see. Uh, there's a picture, uh, I think that it is taken towards the end, where you, I think you can kind of see her face. Um, it's you and her, but uh, it my save file did not transfer to the the third game for some reason. I think it's because my I remember now my Xbox got stolen, and I had to uh, play the third. Uh, Mass Effect on a different Xbox, so I didn't have my save file. I had to just re- try to remember what choices I made, uh, so that relationship didn't transfer either. So, oh, shame for you! Oh. I had all the relationships. I got to gotta catch them all. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, I didn't have all but of them. Anyway. I did most of them. I was never interested in Tally. I was like, I can't see your face. Like you could be a dog. So, like, <laughs> you know. But I just I, I had gamer. faith that. I know. <laughs> well. Well, I mean, in the first, I didn't realize this. If you if you tried uh, to to initiate a relationship with, oh, what was her name? The one with all the tattoos. Jack. The biotic. Yeah, if you you could initiate initiate a relationship with her from the beginning, and just and just be physical, and that's where it ended. Yes, um, I know. I didn't know that. <laughs> so you, yeah, basically, that's essentially what happened. Is is uh, she used you uh, physically, and then that was you had no, there was no way you could pursue a relationship with her in this in the third game, which I just think is super um, fun. That's so on point for Jack. Yeah, I think I, well, the I think sexual too, yeah. content stuff. I think they need to be more explicit because you know I would rather in, in, explicit in the way they deliver it, or explicit in the way they explain like, it. Well, I think they need to be explicit in the way that it's delivered because I would rather let a teenager experience more realistic portrayals like Mass Effect than it being a cutscene minigame joke in God of War. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think unless you are quite mature, the minigame joke thing could teach you some things that maybe are not so desirable you know like and that's kind of what i was alluding to for sure 
Yeah. Well, the last one segues sort of into my my next um, exploratory point, which is um, they have simulated gambling and real gambling. Those game elements affect the rating. Um, However, they're not related to in-game purchases with gambling mechanics because the, I'm sure the game development studios and, and everybody has lobbied to try to avoid classing those things as gambling. Um, but right. those two things do exist. And they're more for, excuse me, they're more for your Fallout casino sort of missions right. and things like that. Um, I, I'm, you'll have to re- refresh me on the exact descriptors, but is simulated gambling when the gambling is like happening, but it provides you no benefit in the game and you're not like really an active participant, whereas the real gambling well, is when you're playing. Well, you can bet, uh, you can bet with in-game currency, but it's like, um, you cannot use real cash or currency, so you can't buy whatever you're betting with. It would be like uh, the uh, there was there used to be a really good, I wrote an article about it years ago on Temple of Geek about this I think it's Vegas Stakes is what it was called it was an NES game where you go to Vegas and you start out with a certain amount of money that's that you that you're given you come to the casino with and then you can earn more lose it all um, and it's actually got some role playing elements in it uh, but the the point is is that you can do simulated gambling because I have currency but I couldn't buy more currency using my own real money that's simulated gambling real gambling you actually can buy currency directly or indirectly well it doesn't say indirectly it says directly with currency but with real world currency yeah you can't actually gamble including betting or wagering real cash or currency i do feel like i am aware of a game that allowed you to buy in-game currency and then you could have chosen to spend it in the casino but it wouldn't but you couldn't cash it out but i seem to remember there being a game that got a lot of can you do that i wonder if you can do that on it'd be worth looking up if you can do that on grand theft auto 5 in their yeah, casino. I think that might have uh, been the story that I heard. Actually, I don't really uh, pay much attention to Grand Theft Auto. Um, a lot of yeah, people play it. Billion yeah, dollar I, game. You know what? It's not for me. I suck at flying helicopters and stuff. So that that ended <laughs> that. Well, the gambling does bring me into a segue about the elements that don't influence the rating of a game, but they're mentioned on the box. One of those of you know from the news story is this new um random item generator uh in-game purchase tag so those things are in-game purchases so just your standard microtransaction stuff in-game purchases including random items so that's your loot box stuff users interact shares location and unrestricted internet now surprise mechanics surprise mechanics don't we love them so I think I think yeah. maybe it would help to look at each one of these things on their own. I think right. my first statement is that the in-game purchases and in-game purchases includes random items should have been separate things. So it should have been um, 
standard microtransactions, random item microtransactions. Because I think it isn't necessarily clear why includes random items is important. I don't know how you feel about that, but I think if you were a parent, you wouldn't know that includes random items is a loot box that everyone's been talking about. Right. Well, I agree with you. Basically, the description that it has on the website, the ESRB website, in-game purchases are one thing where you can purchase digital goods or uh, or premiums with real-world currency, um, but you know what you're getting when you buy it. Uh, so you can get skins, music, coins, other forms of currency that that's used that is used in game uh, subscriptions, etc. But then the in-game purchases, which includes random items, is really just purchasing random items. It's it's not it's not like it's a subset of in-game purchases necessarily. It's its own category of exclusively of, of exclusively made up of random items that you can purchase. So you don't know necessarily what you're going to get. Everything in this category is randomized. Uh, and there is no guarantee, unlike uh, on what they've done for Hearthstone, which is, I thought this was a really a nice touch. You no longer will get duplicates of cards you already have. So if you buy packs, uh, you will get all the cards. You will get new cards or cards that aren't already in your collection before you get any duplicates. Right. I remember seeing so that. So it's yeah, an incentive to continue better. to. Yeah. It's an it's an incentive to continue to buy packs because you know you're going to get new cards every single time you do it. You're not going to get necessarily, you're not going to get old cards. So there's no reason to be to dust your cards so you can get other cards necessarily. Now you may not get the ones you want, but you're going to get new ones. And, and that gives, that's an incentive. It is random, but, uh, there are degrees, you know, there, there's, there are layers to this and, and degrees of, 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 uh, I don't know. Evil's the wrong word, but definitely deception and randomization. That's that where the, the consumer gets any level of benefit. And most of these random in-game purchases uh, do not benefit the consumer in any way. Yeah, no, I I agree. I'm glad that it's there, because at least it's a step in the right direction. But I do feel like the way that it's been worded doesn't make it clear enough to a parent on the box. Because the only label that'll be on the box is in-game purchases including random items. And I don't think that that is enough to explain exactly what they would be buying you know like <laughs> well and and what it doesn't tell the person who's buying the game and anybody who's not well read on this subject or doesn't keep up with the news is you may be purchasing a game and many games are created this way at this point you may be purchasing a game that in many ways is broken for anybody that doesn't choose to purchase in-game items such as XP boosts, you will be grinding in uh, for uh, probably exponentially more time than other individuals who decided to pay. So if especially a lot of these games are multiplayer games uh, where you will be put into groups with people who are supposed to be on your skill level and, and uh, but are have far you know exceeded, uh, or past your your particular level because they decided to purchase XP boosts or there's a way to pay to win ultimately which you know a lot of, a lot of people have adopted that phrase paying to win and 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 uh, the games now or many games are created 
to force you to do those things, to force you to, uh, you know, they, they, nobody can make you buy, but it's just not as much fun to play a game that's only half the game and, and you're going to have to grind uh, to get to the same level as other individuals who are, you know, they create the game that way on purpose to incentivize you to purchase these in-game items, which is not how it, it should be supplemental. At best, supplemental, you know, but un- unnecessary to to actually get the same experience as other people. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's fair. I think telling people whether or not it's pay to win or cosmetic only or whatever would provide a bit more context for sure. Right, and and, and maybe even pay to win might be the wrong way to to word it. It, it makes it, it says a lot in a very short, concise way to us. But you know, uh, mechanics that. Um, Oh, how I don't even know how you would word it, but like you said, it, it, it's uh, cosmetic only or whatever the alternative to that would be. Where it's we can uh, call it pay to win. Our viewers improve. know what we're talking about. Well, the game yeah, industry y'all, y'all better figure, figure it out. It out. Like <laughs> this isn't on us. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, so the next one is users interact. So I think this is another one where I feel like it needs to be more clear. So how are they interacting? Like, can you turn it off? Do you have to participate in it? Like, I think there's a difference between something like, what's that penguin game that everybody's obsessed with that, like, people get blocked on for saying stupid words all the time? But, like, the reason I mention it, and who uh, listeners will know, but because that chat pops up whether you want it to or not, to me, that is more potentially damaging than having the ability to, say, play with voice chat over Xbox Live or something. If you don't want kids to uh, talk to other people on Xbox Live or to interact potentially with, you know, kids who are bullying or saying rude comments or whatever, then you should be able to and i'm sure that you can you know disable that feature or prevent them from going online and and participating in that sort of thing or or whatever but if it's got user generated text elements like that penguin game which i'm just gonna call penguin party i know that that's wrong um and you really can't control whether or not it pops up then i think that's something else entirely another good example is elder scrolls online you know things are people saying thing in global chat all the time people will come up to you and just run around you in a circle and say sometimes mean things um and while you can block the individual users if you know how to um it doesn't prevent them from saying those things before you block them so i think being able to determine whether or not you have controls around those interactions, whether they're voice, whether they're opt-in, whether they just pop up like um, they do on Elder Scrolls Online, or, or uh, <laughs> like one time I was I was waiting for a raid and uh, this guy was just running around me in, in a circle saying my costume looks stupid and and I couldn't figure out how to mute or block him nice because him. he was running around so fast that I couldn't click on him with the control with the controller (laughs) so but but this is what i say users interact in my opinion is not enough how is it video is it audio is it audio and video is it text can you control it can you opt out of it because you know i think that should interact 
should affect the ratings. Um, and it should also, you know, I think all of these things, by the way, should affect the ratings. I'm shocked that they don't. Um, but I think parents need to be aware of how users can interact. Um, because just saying that they can, I don't right. think is enough. No, I, I agree. Um, yeah, to what, and yeah, just explain whether, you know, what kind of control you have over that interaction, I, I think is good. Um, most of the games that I've played, I, I, you have pretty good control over that. Uh, and so unless you're in a guild and there's somebody super annoying in your guild on an MMO, uh, you know, it's, it's not that bad, but see, I, you know, I just normally don't get online to talk to people that I don't know. I, yeah, That's no, look, me, I don't, I don't you know. do it either. I don't, I don't generally put my headset on. That's super rare. But with something like Elder Scrolls Online, there's nothing you can do. If they say in local and they just run around you, like, <laughs> there's, there's right. Yeah. There's some that you, some things you just can't, uh, you know, you, you just can't, uh, you can't control. So, yeah, letting, letting, uh, I guess the consumer know to what extent. I think is, is, yeah, definitely more, definitely important and I think should be kind of maybe elaborated. Yeah, same thing with sharing the location. To me, that's similar. It's like privacy controls and stuff. Like you would, I would never want a game to share my location where there's any sort of PVP involved. You just can't trust people. Like, you know, doxing is a real thing. So I think they would need to specify for what purposes they're sharing the location and who has access to that because you know that's ominous <laughs> yeah no i think uh i can't think of a reason why you would need the location you know that that should be something that maybe you could store uh at the that maybe you need for i don't know the ISP or or maybe even uh, server purposes. I don't. I, I mean, like I said, I, I don't. I, I can't think of a reason though why it would need to share your location with anyone else, you know, especially anyone that you don't personally know and and don't choose to share that with. That should be a choice. And how specific that is. Like, are you just talking about my country, or are you right. talking about what city, what state, what you know? Like, what are you talking about? Absolutely. No, I agree, and I think that's that's a, a good point. Um, but I, like I said, I can't think of a reason why you would need to. Who knows? Uh, it, it just doesn't seem like it comes into into play for anything, you know. If I want to tell you that I'm playing you on Madden and I live in Alabama, and that's if I got my headset on, that's my choice. Not, you know, shouldn't be something you can pull. Yeah, could you imagine if they start doing, like, Halo and matching people up, like, state v. state rivalry? <laughs> Right. To be yeah. fair, that would be fun. I would yeah, exactly. opt into that. <laughs> but then you opted in. You know, it wasn't a. It was a, a choice still. Yeah, and then the last one is that they um, that doesn't affect the ratings, but they include is the unrestricted internet. So this one is quite concerning to me. I can't see any reason why you would need to have unrestricted internet access inside a game, like for what purpose. Like, is that so on Grand Theft Auto you can check your real in-time Facebook feed? Like, why? Why would you need that? That just seems like an unnecessary risk to put parents through if they're trying to control what their kids are doing and whatever. Like, they could have locks on every other computer and device in the home and then someone's, like, looking up porn on Grand Theft Auto's smartphone in-game. Like, come on, what is the purpose of this? Right. 
Right. I mean, that's and that's the last uh, the last category there, isn't it? Yeah. Unrestricted, unrestricted uh, internet. You know. And and I just where you I mean I don't get it. it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I I agree. <laughs> well, and I, I don't see that's that's probably one of those that's such a wild west uh, category that I mean it could be used for good or bad. I mean, it's inherently it's not bad, but I mean most people don't use it for good. So necessarily, <laughs> uh, there's a large swath of individuals that uh, would choose to to use it, you know, however they want to use it, which typically is not necessarily the way it was intended. Um, so, you know, that was, that was something that some of my, uh, professors told me in grad school was that whenever you're creating a test or, you know, you, you, you know, writing a test for some, you have to approach it from the aspect of those that would cheat. Like, how could I cheat on this test? Um, because that's exactly what's going to happen. Someone's going to cheat on this test. And if you've already thought of ways of how you could cheat on this test, you can eliminate a lot of those, uh, from the beginning. Uh, you're not going to eliminate everybody, obviously, but. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see the need for that uh, in a game either. But again, that's, that's you know my perspective, and I, it could be limited in its scope. It, it, it reminds me a little bit though of the, uh, of the Division Two, which I've I've spoken on only negatively on multiple occasions. Uh, that had, um, that had me, it had me fuming as soon as I. As soon as I downloaded it and I started playing it, and, and it's a beautiful game. I enjoyed the, the little bit that I got to play, however generic it was. But then when I got to the UI and I started, I realized that I'm actually already attached to an online store. My UI is an online store. That's bullshit. You know, wow. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm, I'm automatic. So from my UI, I can, I can download and buy uh, different skins. And whatever, you know, and so I was like, man, Jeez. this is this is almost worse than, you know, the blatant product placement in like a Transformers movie. Only it's it's subverted a little bit. It's like you don't really realize you just have to attach your credit card and I can have this right now. You know, I can go ahead and get it and put it in game and already be different than <laughs> and everyone else. attach so. your credit card information via the game interface. Brilliant. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I yeah exactly. I don't know if you can do that, or if you have to go online to their website that you have to register yourself for to be a part of whatever that you know their their network is. You know, Ubisoft I think is who is uh, the developer of that game, and so you have to have a a profile with Ubisoft, and I think from there you can put your credit card on there. So I have to sign in and create my own, otherwise I can't play the game. Then I go to play the game and I pull up my UI and I see everything that I, I could purchase items right from there. And, and so, it, yeah, it was just an integration into the game that was completely unnecessary. I, I get the, the convenience factor, but it was a little bit too convenient, you know, for me, for my taste and for, <laughs> to feel comfortable. I was like, and I don't need any of that stuff. Let me earn it in game or go find it. That's part of the fun of the game. You know, and and if you want some other skins or stuff, that's fine. But like all the cool stuff that you could get, you had to you could buy right now. Yeah. You know. So what I've done while we've been talking is added other rating elements that we'd want considered. So the things that we discussed earlier, like 
uh, purchases it integrated into UI or you know why your location is shared and opting out of interactions and going solo and types of in-game purchases etc but one that I would really like to see that we've not covered is I don't see any mental health rating elements so uh, warning people of depression like themes addiction themes psychological trauma you know some of that stuff can be quite triggering um for people who may be struggling with that sort of stuff and i don't see any ratings that address that yeah no i don't either um and that yeah that's absolutely a topic that or a a a warning i guess would you would you classify that i guess as a warning yeah i think Um, in my opinion it should affect the rating because I don't think there should be any depression, addiction, psychological trauma, et cetera, any of that stuff in a game that's rated T for teen or E for everyone. Like teens have enough problems as there is. The last thing that they need is something that, you know, makes them feel depressed or, you know, could cause them to consider suicide or whatever. You know, like I think, that right, sort of right. stuff should absolutely affect the rating. Yeah, depictions maybe of, of mental health uh, concerns or issues, you know, uh, I don't know what category you'd put that under, but definitely maybe mental health in general. Um, you know, warning depictions of, of uh, mental health illness or, or something to that effect uh, so that whoever the consumer is purchasing the item or the the game would would be aware at least that's that's one of the con- some of the content that's in there because I think it's important that you have games that are like that and most I think have some type of warning it's just not an official warning you know um, I've I've uh, purchased a couple games um, over the past couple years small indie games that have kind of that have an element a mental health element component we talked about one uh and man off the top of my head i can't remember but basically it was about this person uh who was going through a city and it was it was a mental it was a game where your your journey is the trauma that you've gone through and i think it was with your parents or your mother uh but in this in the in the game there are parts of the city that are clouded in darkness and there's this big monster that swims in the water and it it does loops basically it has it's on a track more or less but if you get in the water it knows it and it comes to you that's a manifestation of one of whatever mental health uh demon you know that you're dealing with or and and it it's all figurative and it's kind of probably a little tries to be a little bit more highbrow and 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 um i don't know the just it, it tries to be a little bit more complicated than maybe it really is. But, I mean, I enjoyed the game. I, I appreciated it for what it was trying to do. And I think at the beginning it did have some sort of acknowledgement of what the content was about, you know. But nothing official like this. Yeah, I think, I mean, Haluna, uh, Hellblade Saluna's Sacrifice does say very explicitly up front that it deals with people, I think, from suffering from schizophrenia, perhaps. Um, and they've consulted with mental health experts whatever but that is not an official esrb rating on the outside of the box to alert parent do you know what i mean like i really think that those sort of things need to be on the outside of the box especially if you have a kid who is struggling with eating disorders or you know like it literally should cover any of the 
classified mental health conditions i think if they're going to address any of those elements that that should be on the box but are there other things that you would want considered besides the ones that we sort of drafted while we're going anything else that you thought about uh no a sea of solitude sorry that was the game that i was talking about sea of solitude um I didn't. I didn't have any off the top of my head, or that I had written down that I thought we should cover outside of the outside of loot boxes being added, um, and maybe consolidating some of the categories that are already out there, and in or underneath those categories, we consolidate some of the titles that be more explicit about what's actually being portrayed in the game. Right. Yeah. No. I think. I think that's. I think that's probably a fair approach. Um, I would like to see them addressing like unhealthy physical activities as well. So like, that's a good. You one, know, yeah. like if if the main character is like um, a like a slovenly pizza eating. I'm just really just thinking of um, South Park now. (laughs) But, you know, I think unhealthy portrayals that are sort of core to the character probably should be pointed out. You wouldn't want anyone to emulate Cartman. You know, like, I think that would probably be not ideal. (laughs) From a physical health standpoint. So, you know, if they're going to have unhealthy eating habits, like unhealthy exercise habits, like unhealthy sleep habits, like, you know, have insomnia or something like that, then I think they probably should rate that as well. Like, I don't think it'll stop people from playing the game, but there are some types of things like that that I wouldn't want to subconsciously reinforce. You know, I have a hard enough time getting my one exercise a day in lockdown. Do you know what I mean? Like, getting out of the house can sometimes be a challenge, and I wouldn't necessarily want to play a game if I knew it was going to reinforce that behavior. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Um, But I also don't think that, and this this to me is important in the freedom uh that we that we we enjoy you should be able to tell these stories you know you shouldn't be censored from telling these stories and and think that because i am i have this story i want to tell about these topics and i want to include these themes that that should limit my ability to tell this story all it all these are supposed to do is educate the population so that i know what i'm getting when i purchase your story you know, when I'm when I'm trying to engage in this activity or, or uh, whatever it may be. So, you know, uh, the uh, you know, I don't know if that makes sense. You know, oh, yeah, I don't, they should definitely like tell the story. I don't think that I don't think that it should affect the rating when it comes to adults stuff. But with very impressionable right, yeah. kids. Like, do we really want to be telling them a story that they shouldn't exercise, that they shouldn't sleep properly? You know what I mean? Like, I think that should definitely push it into older than T for teen. You know, like Peggy, what is it? Peggy, Peggy 16 or whatever we have over here, which is, you know, whatever. But E for everyone, you know, I don't think that 
any slovenly character should be an E for everyone. Like, if that is a role model in the game. If it's not a role model, then fine. Um, but you wouldn't, right. you wouldn't want... I wouldn't want to show those sort of negative characteristics to young children. Right. And, and, and again, like I, I think you said, and just to clarify, it's not that it's not a body image thing. It's more of a, 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 a lifestyle choice and, and a, and a way of conducting oneself more than how someone. Oh works, yeah. It's more about like unhealthy eating, lack of exercise, lack of sleep, like that sort of stuff. There right. are lots of people right. who are much, much, much larger than I who exercise way more and probably are overall more healthy. You know, there, there's something, yeah. there's something right. called skinny yeah. fat, you know, like just because you are small or large really doesn't necessarily correlate to how healthy you are. Right. It's not necessarily indicative of your health. And, and uh, you know, that, I mean, that's right up my alley in, in uh, the health and wellness and, and exercise physiology field. But, um, yeah, so, no, I, I agree completely. And I think that would go for any kind of unhealthy behavior that's portrayed in gaming, including, you know, um, the way people treat other people. I mean, we could go probably on and on about... Um, you know, it, you just, you shouldn't, uh, I think Postal was one of those games where pretty much every negative uh, stereotype for the most part, you know, it, it really glorified um, violence. It, that Like the point of the game was to glorify the violence. It wasn't like Grand Theft Auto where that's a component of the game that you can choose to engage in if you want to. You can play it that way. That's not how the game was necessarily meant to be played. Uh, but that is a way you can play it, and I think that's a that's a very fine line that Rockstar does well, and has done yeah. well, where to create a game where you have these things that are in it. It's like you have this freedom. It is an incredible sandbox, and I think that they've tracked a lot of what's happened in the game for whatever they whatever they can track. I think that data would be incredibly fascinating, potentially terrifying. I don't <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what they've been able to track, but I have a feeling that there are things they can track in game to, to kind of monitor, like just human behavior in general, like how people act in game, especially online. There, there has to be a way to monitor and, and track that stuff. So anyway, it's, it's a fine line and I think it can be done well. Yeah, and I wouldn't ever want to restrict anyone from telling any sort of story that they want. Um, but... I absolutely would want to put indications of what that story is on the package and prevent it from getting into the hands of kids like however possible because you know there are you know the torture scene from Grand Theft Auto to this day still I feel how unsettled I was during it and I played that years ago yeah and I'm a grown adult you know I I played that in my in my (laughs) early 30s so you know I think if I had seen that as a teenager, that probably would have been a bit scarring. Not unsettling like it is as an adult. It probably would have been scarring, um, right. which I think is is an important distinction. But we, I think, have once again s- solved everything <laughs> as we per have. usual. Absolutely, we've got a great list here, as per which usual. we'll publish below for anybody that's interested. But um, yeah, that list actually will be in the notes. 
the other things yeah. that I said will not be absolutely. Won't yeah, be. I've written it. When I've written it, it'll be in the notes. It would be in the notes. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that's great. Well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. If you like what you hear, head over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released. And rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time. See you later.